What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I, I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. Non-rock-a-boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got a, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey to a place that will blow your mind and move your heart so you will never be the same again. But you, O oh Bethlehem, who are too to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great." And to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Apologia Radio. This is the gospel heard around the world. What's up? Marcus Pittman, King Ginger, back in the studio. Oh, that name. What's happening? It's a great name. It is. I think I'm just going to have to embrace it whether I like it or not. <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll think of a better one for you. <laughs> but for now, it's King Ginger. We can okay. call you KG for short. KG? KG. Huh. <laughs> and we're joined by a very special guest unexpected dude ivy connerly what are you doing in arizona man man i'm hanging out with you guys having fun eating all my food trying to, trying to put some uh fingerprints you know what i'm saying here we're doing some work and whatnot uh so yeah just uh working a little bit and uh enjoying myself eating all, Mar eating all marcus's uh vegetarian yeah. I've, ne I've never seen a man so hungry in my life yeah i'm trying <laughs> hey, i'm trying to max out his car i mean real talk <laughs> 
Doing a good job. Keep it up. When do you go home again? I'm staying, brother. You ain't heard. <laughs> so Ivy Connerly is here. You guys know him. He's one of our favorites. Christian, also hip-hop artist. Great stuff. Get his album, The Unknown God, and all the rest. Um, in town, helping us build Apologia Studios. And uh, that's Luke the Bear, as always. What up, though? What's up, man? You tired today, dude? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. You been working a lot? I have, yeah. So studio is not really close to being done, but kind of closer. Yeah. A little on the way. It was supposed to be done two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know it's whoever scary. gave it's, you that timeline. It's hard. <laughs> it wouldn't be. It's nice, though. Like, I really like it. It looks really great. It does. It, beautiful couches, very comfortable. You know this because you've been sleeping here. Yes. There's an 1890s steamer trunk right here from 1890. It's awesome. Uh, the studio is beautiful. There are sound cubes everywhere. The microphone um, pictures look great. They look great. Um, when you walk into this actual studio space right now, it looks like, um, Joy said, it looks like a, a sleepover, a slumber party because there's blankets on the ceiling and everything else. Speaking of Joy, uh, Tembi. You guys who? know who that is? Yeah. Do you know who that is? No? New listeners are like, who? I don't know who that is. Who's that? Who's Joy Tembi? Well, let me Hashtag tell you, that girl, though. Many, many people know who Joy Tembi is, and the best way to describe her is, I, I think, this way. Blow this pain out of me. Give it to me tonight, Lord God, Jehovah. If you won't give me back my wife, give me peace. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me peace. Give me peace. <laughs> I don't know who's been fooling with me. You are the devil. <laughs> I don't know. But and I won't even bring the human into this. He's just a mutt, so I'm not even going to bring mad. him into it. But I'm confused. I'm mad. I'm mad at you. I love you. you, Lord. I love you. But I'm mad at you. I am mad at you. Joy Timby, what's up? Welcome back. I don't even know what that's from. I'm not even going to acknowledge it. That was a very long intro for our favorite person, Joy, the girl. Welcome back, Joy. Hey. Hello. Does he have that whole scene memorized? Or the whole movie the memorized? Whole movie. The whole movie. The whole movie. The whole movie memorized. Can we? You, you have to as well because every other Apologia Radio fan. Well, I've seen it. Yes. No, not every other one. <laughs> you there, lie. there are people that Lying's agree with me. Lying's They're not true sin. fans. Lying's a sin. They're not true fans. I, I have seen the movie. Can I have? I'm not we lying about it. it. No, we no, cut I know her that. Off. But go ahead, please continue. You were saying something about lies. <laughs> I feel like there's a disdain towards that movie. She that won't watch the movie, and she's I doing won't it, watch it out of defiance, <laughs> not because she's like. I'm too busy. I'll give it a try. She's like, because you like it, I won't see it. Wow. Yeah. Ivy, have you seen it? It's defined. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ivy has Rebellion. not seen it either. Ivy will see it. Sorry. He he, because I he will. Cares no. about, because he cares about people's feelings. Yes. What? Whatever's <laughs> important to my brother is important to me. So, you know. You obviously care about feelings. <laughs> this is my first time back in forever, and you just played <laughs> the apostle to introduce can, me. Can we recreate that scene instead of saying, give me, give me, give me peace? Give me, give me, give me, give me joy. Give me, give it to me, give it to me, give me joy. Give me joy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty of his prayer, though, there, right? I'm mad at you. Yeah. I'm mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I get C-H-O-O. it. C-H-O-O. <laughs> I'm mad at you. <laughs> Go ahead. You were saying? Nothing. Something about lies? <laughs> it really well, is a great movie, Joy. You should really movie. watch it. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> well, most Christians want to. <laughs> see how I, 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 see how I juked you? See that Jesus juke? I, I have people on my side. Can we talk about two things? One is Jesus juking on Facebook. It's a, It's out of hand. It's, it's out of hand. Okay. And the second thing I was going to talk about. But you party. know what? It's not as out of hand as what God will do when you go to hell. 
<laughs> yeah, so you need to repent and trust in Christ. <laughs> well played. That was a Jesus juke. If you guys are wondering what a Jesus juke is, that was it right there. I have to delete comments constantly of people who jump on my page. I don't even really know who they are. And they'll, like, okay, Star Wars. Star Wars. It's awesome. It's a great film. Did you just Sawsome. say Sawsome? That's Sawsome. That's Sawsome. I'm mad at you. Like barbecue Sawsome. Like barbecue Sawsome. I'll tell you what, that was Sawsome. Um, anyway, people, so a guy jumps on, and he, like a thing I had of Star Wars, and he just busts up on Star Wars, and it's like, oh, I, I, and I'll get a better one. Okay. So this video I posted last week of these people on top of this skyscraper, it hurts my stomach to watch these videos. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, but they go yeah. way up, and they have nothing holding them on. They're like at the very top of a yeah, building. It's just like free climbing and stuff. Stupid. Well, this guy jumps on, and he says, total epic level Jesus juke. He says... Nothing better to do with their time. I'd suggest repentance and joining a faithful ministry of Christ. How do they know that they're not already Christians? <laughs> Maybe they're proclaiming the gospel from atop hey, that building. I don't know, but that was a Jesus juke of epic proportions. Speaking of cuddle parties. <laughs> were we that was not about, a segue, Jeff. <laughs> were, we, were we speaking that about cuddle parties? Well, there that's out of context segue because Jeff and I were talking about how I think this place looks like a sleepover because there's pillows and blankets everywhere. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. See? You just completely skipped see? everything we just talked about and segued past the segue. That's why Joy, yeah. See, Joy and I have done this so long together that she just she reads me. Yep, she I knows. Understand. Like a book. She can she can fill or in the details. Else you read. Like <laughs> a text. <laughs> text. All right. Or so Jesus juke. We were yes. Like we were, the Bible. There's a juke. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I wish you guys were as excited about the Bible as you are the apostles. Well, so what Jeff was gonna say <laughs> is that um. I wish you read the Bible as much as you read Joy or Jeff. <laughs> I miss I awesome. messed it up. I messed awesome. it up. <laughs> this show is so awesome. So you were gonna talk about how we're gonna host our first cuddle party <laughs> here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's invited. No, yes. we're not. <laughs> there was a news story about and then, I don't know about this. I didn't even time. see Wait, a news story. A I news? saw an advertisement for it. Oh, so really? it's happening. Yeah, in Seattle. Yes, there's so, gonna be. I mean, I'm guessing it's like a building. Cuddle parties are a, a new, a popular thing. They actually happen all over the country. They're actually are popular. You, are you they're, sure they're a popular thing? They're actually popular. I'm not making that up. I've known about this for over a year. Cuddle parties. Why didn't all over you share with us? I don't know. It's, it's not something that comes about in regular conversation. It it's up. a Christian radio program. I don't think it's really in a building, though. I think it's just like they probably just build a pillow fort somewhere. <laughs> I'm wondering. Like, it's like even. a flash mob. Somebody just goes, <laughs> quick, everyone cuddle. Quick, cuddle and party. Luke, are you saying that we could rent the studio out for a yeah. cuddle, cuddle yes. party room? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So It's perfect. I th I'd rather have sponsors. We need I mean, some if money. we get that desperate for we money, then we you. have to... What if, it's, what if we get sponsored by the cuddle party business? Maybe. I'm like, you know, maybe. So, cuddle parties. Jesus and John cuddled. What? Did they? Did they not? I mean, he <laughs> he, he laid on his he laid his on bosom. his chest. Yes. John yeah. put his head on Jesus' bosom. So what's the Well, I think it's different Is when it you different? have like a bunch of people <laughs> cuddling I'm just in a pile. At Luke right now. With a, a I'm just horrid asking. expression I'm on just, my face. I'm a just bunch of people it out there. cuddling in a pile might be different than I'm trying two, to justify two it. brothers. Getting a sponsor so that you can eat. So cuddle parties yeah. happening across the nation. <laughs> Everybody comes in and you just snuggle with a bunch of strangers 
Obviously, this is very strange. And uh, my question is, are there any rules that are laid down before you go in? Like, how uncomfortable would it be to be cuddling in one of these parties and all of a sudden some guy puts his arm over you, big dude, and drops a leg over you? Is there a stranger danger rule in cuddling parties? So there should be like a pro, you should have like a file where they say like, What's stay away from this guy. Stop it. Stop it, Jeff. Stop it. But I feel like though if I was actually paying to go to a cuddle party, do you pay? That would not catch yeah, me that's off a good guard. Question. You probably pay to go to these things. You have to pay. That would be a very bad business. You probably model. want people to pay because the quality of people going in not paying would just be exponentially Oh yeah. difficult. Well, especially <laughs> like yeah. I'm imagining um You have to sign a waiver. People that like homeless people not that there's anything wrong with that, but they would be Look at you. going in there to, Look at you. to cuddle. See what you did there? What did I do? That's a class status situation <laughs> thing you did there. <laughs> I just, I liberal juked you. You class profiling? Yeah, I am. I don't know why Mark is so upset. Him and Ivy are holding hands over here. <laughs> I think Ivy's just glad he made it here safe. Yeah. Marcus, so, Marcus uh, will kill you on the road. I mean, I'm a great driver. What can I say? I mean, God spared my life. I don't know how many times riding with this brother. Can we, before talk. we jump into theological stuff of the show, can we talk about that for a second? I drove with Marcus about a week and a half ago, and I thought I was going to die but three times. I'm telling you. Three only times. three? I, I really almost That's pretty died. good, though. Only three. I didn't say anything to you because I love you, yeah. but it's about three times I thought I was losing yeah. my life. I started texting my wife. I, it's happening. I don't know if I like Javi being on the show you. right now. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of mad that you're here right now. Hey, listen. You're already trashing me on when, the radio I mean, when you in front of everybody. When you see a car coming directly at you, <laughs> you know something's wrong. I had the green light. <laughs> I had the green light. Oh, I was talking about in Georgia, but yeah, oh, I forgot about yeah. that here. Yeah, here I had the green here, light. That, there was oncoming traffic times. directly towards yeah, us. Yeah, I had the green light. And it was crazy. And they, apparently they had the green light too. They had the green light too. So, you, so you're supposed to, if you uh, took your driver's test, you're supposed to, <laughs> when, when, when the green light comes on, you, you let the oncoming traffic go first until you clear the turn. It's a, it's a wide that'll never happen here in Arizona. You cannot just turn left without risking your life. There yes, right. you we can. Got... Okay. You gotta learn. It's like Marcus I waited for the... Learn. Brother, you waited for the perfect moment to just get right in their face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So... Let's get into the discussion. I'm, I'm just going to mute this whole track. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today um, and uh, excited to, to talk to our new listeners about some of the theological foundations of our show as we engage the culture with the gospel. But before we do, some of you guys uh, were listening in last week. Uh, at a, if you haven't heard last week's episode, go to ApologiaRadio.com. Check out the episode, and you guys can um, hear the interview we did with a man named Sean, who actually was kind of in opposition to the church for a while. He was engaged in um, a parachurch ministry where he sort of was, he felt in a sense like he was coming against the church, but he, he relinked up back, with, up, up back with the church to bring the gospel to the local abortion mills, and now his church is walking alongside him in the ministry that God has called him to, to the abortion clinic. He's bringing the gospel there now with the support um, of his local church, his elders, they're wanting to participate financially in prayer, preparing people. It was a very encouraging interview. Get it at ApologiaRadio.com. In light of that, Marcus and I went to the abortion clinic um, at... Uh, we did not drive together. No, we did not. We drove separately. That's right. Now I know why. Yes. <laughs> 
I'll just meet you there. Oh, it's good. Marcus will be there. You start hearing that a lot. Oh, I'll just. I'll meet you there. I'm just gonna walk. I'll pick you up. No, that's cool. I'll ride the bus. Got a skateboard. I got this 95 year old grandmother on death's doorstep. I'll ride with her. Oh man. Safer. Yeah. Are you trying to say something about older people? Look at me. Mm. Um, your age profile. Hating on the age profiling. Okay, so we All go to the horrible. abortion clinic and Planned Parenthood at Tempe to bring the gospel. And Marcus uh, was able to put together a, a quick little film. Uh, like, love for you to see it. Go to Apologia Church on YouTube and you can watch the film with Rebecca. I think it's very encouraging. Her testimony of somebody who's actually um, had abortions, come to Christ, and now she's out there bringing the gospel. It's very encouraging. Check it out. Um, but... As we left, Marcus and I were coming back to the studio to meet each other to do some work. And um, I, after Marcus pulled away, I noticed that um, our people got surrounded by a bunch of people. So I jumped out for safety purposes. There was a couple of weeks ago where a guy was actually beat up outside. Nothing um, interesting to film the whole time. That's right. I have to go. Yeah. I leave. And then the action happens. That's right. That's how it always is. You um, know, if he wasn't afraid to ride with you, you probably could have left at the same time. You know, time. see? See? All dominoes. See how that works? Um so I decided to come out because um, I wanted to make sure our people were safe. And so I walked up on a conversation of a professing Christian who was really criticizing the ministry that we are doing out there. He was challenging it as um, not biblical, not loving. He was saying, where are the signs that say God loves you? And so what you're hearing right now is as I walk up on the conversation happening, this man was challenging uh, one of our guys who is faithful out there named Tom on the fact that there aren't any signs that say God loves you. And I want you to listen to it, and we're going to actually walk through it together. I think it's very important to listen to in light of how Christians engage the culture today. Theology matters, and it does impact how you actually do evangelism. And so listen to this professing Christian uh, critiquing our ministry outside the local abortion mill. I would agree with that. As someone who knows nothing about the Bible, is only seeing God hates them, which they well, already no, feel they, like God hates them. That's that sign over there. We say we will adopt your baby. I have a sign that says we will help you. I didn't bring it today. There's Actually, one, there's uh, another one right there. That sign, or Adrian has that pointing out all the signs right now talk about what sir sir they're, they're depending on the fact that god loves them that's why they're murdering their babies so kenneth nice to meet you so kenneth what what is love is love an emotional thing or is it an activity if you only can you answer that real fast is we haven't preached any hate at all sir telling people that christ will forgive them and that we'll adopt their babies is not hate it's not hate. Let me ask you a question, sir. How many babies have you saved from death in an abortion clinic? How many babies? Probably zero. Zero. We've saved over 40 in two years. So let me ask you a question. Which methodology should we pursue, yours or ours? I'm not saying change your methods. Okay. I'm saying if you're going to preach from the Bible, yes. you Which guys we do. are being held accountable, not yes. just by me, but by yes. God. Absolutely. And if people don't understand the Bible, then you need to have both sides. So, yes, God, have you, Let me ask you a question. What, what, what have we said out here? Can I, can I ask you this blood. question? What have we said? Hmm? What have we said out here? Do you want to hear what's what I have to say? What, what have we said? Because you, you're condemning what we've, what we've I'm said. I'm not condemning anything. Well, you've, you've, you've said that we've no. only preached hate. So let me ask you, what have you heard us say? Just to answer him, I'm sorry, but he, he actually saw a sign that said God hates, but I mean, it, it was in Proverbs. Okay. So. okay. That, that's where he got God that. hates not the hands that shed innocent blood? Yes. Because that's in Scripture. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I understand that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you should know, we're out here telling him three things. Yes. That this is murder. Uh-huh. Okay. That Christ will forgive them as a gift through faith, and that we will help them 
with adoption, money, medical help, anything they could possibly need. That's what we tell them. Okay. So do you, would you agree with that message? Where's the sign that Christ forgives? Well, we, pro we proclaim it. Yeah, we we call okay. out to them. Then how come, okay, murdering babies is important enough to put on a sign, but the ultimate thing of Christianity is Christ saves. Right. So why isn't that on a sign? Well, 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 okay, because we're actually proclaiming it more than it's on the sign. We proclaim it all day that we're here Absolutely. throughout the day. So people who already hate you mm -hmm. and hate God and feel like God hates them, you're telling them they're wrong, so they're going to run this way. And then maybe the one or two that do come to you, you're going to tell them Christ loves them. No, no, actually, actually your, your, your assessment is completely in error. None of what you said is actually what takes place. We call out to every woman who goes in here that this is murder, to turn from sin, to come to Christ with his forgiveness and salvation. Every single woman hears that. That's what they all get from us the whole day, that we will, we love them. We call out to them. We love you. We care for you. We want to help you. Let us that's help awesome. you. That's what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Because Appreciate that, your support. All right. So there is a great example. I think we can begin a discussion on how theology matters. What you believe about God, what you believe about the world, what you believe about mankind, men and women, um, what you believe about the gospel affects how you live and how you bring the gospel to the culture. So if you listen to that clip where he says, you know, these people already hate you, they already hate God, and so you're saying things to them that are just going to cause them to really hate you more, and on and on. Well, that goes down to the core of how is a person saved? Is it because the Spirit of God opens the eyes of the blind? Is it because the gospel is proclaimed faithfully? Because you see, here's the thing. When he talks about Christ Christ is love. That's the central message of the Bible is Christ's love. Right. You know, we're not opposed to the love of God. But remember that when you proclaim the gospel and the love of God for sinners, that always comes loaded in the front with a proclamation of our sin and God's holiness and the call to repent. I mean, if you look in Jesus' ministry, you look in the book of Acts at the apostles proclaiming the gospel, they always, always, always called people to repent of where they were at. You're over here, and you need to come over here. And if we just go to the abortion clinics with uh, balloons and precious moments dolls and all the rest, you know, God loves you, God loves you, we are not even allowing for the proclamation of the good news to come into the context because we're not actually exposing sin for what it actually is and calling to repentance. Also, I think it does go to show the damaging effects of an Arminian view of um, sin, Arminian view of, uh, of the gospel, when you believe that it's your job to... Um, in, in some way be appealing to the person, in some way to um, manipulate the person emotionally in some sense, then it does affect how you bring the gospel to the culture. So for example, take reform folks. They go out to an abortion clinic, they're trusting in the sovereignty of God in, in that ministry, and they are trusting that God can, by the power of his spirit and his gospel, change the hearts of the most hardened sinner. He does that. And so we don't have to pull punches. We can just tell the truth. We can be real about who Jesus is. We can be real about their sin. And we can call to repentance, trusting in God who has the power to, to, to raise the dead. If you have an Arminian view of the gospel and the condition of man and, and how people are actually ultimately saved, that will impact how you bring the gospel because you have to in some way placate to the person's sensitivities and be appealing to them so they'll believe the gospel. So let's talk about that, guys. Um, I don't think uh, if somebody was about to get like at gunpoint and murdered, your response would be, God loves you. It would be, put down the gun. Right. Or you're going to go to jail. That's right. 
Which, which brings us to something, right, Marcus? I mean, uh, have we as a Christian ter- church even really contextualized the reality of what's happening in an abortion clinic? Do we really believe that it's murder? No. You know what I mean? Or exactly even right. just the same kind of murder. Like some cr- Christians will say that it's murder, but they almost think it's a little bit different than like a born child it's a different being kind of murder. murdered. Yeah. We've believed but it's the, really just murder. We've believed the propaganda. The propaganda of, of the of the of the woman who is in a, is in a t- real tough situation. I, I'd it's really say we, hard. I'd say her. we believe the propaganda of the pro life movement. Okay. So like what they have reduced abortion to. Talk about that because that was yeah. that's an important part of even the babies are murdered here. Film yeah, right. And, that's why we made it right. Yeah. So they believe that it's not really murder. If you ask a Catholic, are are they murdering? They would say no, because if they are murdering, then they have to be removed from communion. They have to be removed from church. It's a pretty big deal of a sin. Mortal sin. Right. It's a mortal sin in the Catholic Church. So that's why the Catholics who lead the pro-life movement, they are hesitant to say that it's murder. And in the Catholic Catechism, it actually says there are like stipulations behind whether or not it's considered a mortal sin. Murder is considered a mortal sin. Right. So that's why they'll always play the, vi- well, they're victims. Because mm. if they're victims, it's not a mortal sin. Yeah. So yeah. theology matters. It does. Mm. It does. Luke, you got something to say? Yeah. Um, I mean, we wouldn't go, we always we use the Auschwitz analogy, um, but you wouldn't go to Auschwitz and bring balloons and gifts for the Nazis Right. And say, oh, Jesus loves you. God Joseph loves the Goebbels. SS. Please stop yeah, murdering. Like, God loves yeah. the SS. Did it, you just compare a woman who's about to have an abortion to a Nazi? Yeah. In the, in that's the something realm you don't hear that, a lot. No. That they're doing the same thing, which is murdering. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. You just don't hear that a lot. It, right. See, pe- people will, will call it the, the Hitler fallacy or the Nazi fallacy to keep bringing, comparing things to Hitler. But it, but it isn't a fallacy when it's an appropriate analogy when right. it actually works that's a death camp right and they're piling up dead bodies well that's babies. really the only right. that's really the only event in history that even compares to what abortion has done yeah um and 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 you're right and and there's actually a thing to step above on that and that's that our holocaust of babies dwarfs in comparison the holocaust yeah. of the jews yeah it, one was murderous and awful and evil, but when you compare numbers, body counts, you 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 surpass it in such a way that um, it looks it makes it look like a minor day compared yeah. to what we've done mm-hmm. to our babies and our nation. Well, and the only way that that can it, that it cannot look like a logical comparison is for you to trick yourself into thinking that abortion isn't actually murder. If you can. Say it's not murder, then it's not a good comparison. Right. Yes. And at least the Jews got the murdered Jews got a, a proper burial. Well, not a proper burial. At least they got buried. These babies get a trash can. That's right. All right, guys. ApologiaRadio.com is where you get more. Please grab an episode off of ApologiaRadio.com. Share it on your Twitter. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Google Plus. Your social media. Join with us in this ministry, bringing the gospel into the world by sharing our content, praying for us, and you can give at ApologiaRadio.com. Donate there to the life and the work of Apologia Church as we bring the gospel to the world. 
That's Marcus Pittman, Ivy Connerly, Luke the Bear, Joy the Girls back, and me, the Ninja, ApologiaRadio.com. This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. Get us at ApologiaRadio.com. The profanation of marriage is gaining legs within our culture with the same-sex marriage debate. This is church, a gospel issue. We have to be salt. We must be light on this issue of same-sex marriage. This is Joy Tembe with Apologia Radio. I urge you guys to pray for the homosexual community. Then log on to realharmony.org to equip yourselves with the resources we've provided. This is the Ministry Bear. Here's the issue. The same-sex attracted community has a symbol that's universally recognized. It's an equal sign. You see it everywhere. Until now, the Christian community has not had a symbol that represents true, harmonious, biblical marriage. Go to realharmony.org and buy a sticker. They're three bucks a piece. Get your church to buy them by the truckloads. Help us redeem the culture. And let me reiterate, this is not a political issue only. This is a gospel issue. Realharmony.org. Hey, this is Drew from the Gotham Central Podcast. Tune into our show each week as Mike, Ross, and myself bring you all the latest news and reviews from your favorite DC Comics television show, Gotham. Listen in as three aspiring Reformed theologians discuss some of the best story arcs, comics, and movies in the Batman universe. You can check out the Gotham Central Podcast on iTunes, join our Facebook group called Gotham Central, and follow us on Twitter at Gotham underscore Central. We hope you tune in each week. Same bat time, same bat place. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Gospel Heard Around the World. If you haven't grabbed it yet, go grab the app, Apology at Church, on the Google Play Store, or on iTunes. Tons of content on there we believe will bless your life. Sermons, lectures, different radio programs, conferences are on the first tab. Luke's study on the Doctrines of Grace is up there. Really helpful. Also, all the old Redemption Radio episodes I did for about two or three years before we started Apologia Radio. Then you've got the Apologia Radio tab with all the episodes there you can gorge yourself on. We've probably done most major issues. The text of Scripture, how did we get it? Dr. James White. We've had Dr. Michael Brown on talking about Jesus as Messiah, homosexuality. We've had um, some of the best Christians who are scientists on talking about God and science. We've got studies on eschatology, all kinds of stuff. Reformed theology with Samson Claus. I think you'll be blessed. All right, guys, we're back in the studio today with the whole crew, Apologia Radio. Very excited about what's happening in Apologia Studios. Quickly, awesome. quickly give everyone an update, guys. What's happening in the studio this week? I think we're going to uh, finish the set, right? I think so. I'm trying. <laughs> that doesn't sound very <laughs> that was post a somber. mill. <laughs> was that post mill? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of. I'm you know, working. You know, I'm working on might. it. Well, if I didn't have to spend half my day getting your car fixed. Hey man, what's up with me in the car? Like, is that like a thing? Like, y'all just don't like me and driving? <laughs> me and vehicles? 
I, I'll have you know, I safely drove all I'll the way have you know. from Virginia to you Phoenix. Did. Nobody was in the car with you, though. Well, that we know of. No one was in what the car you? with me. No, but I, I mean, mean nobody <laughs> got killed that we know of. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't tell you. Well, that's, well, what, that's what I mean. I like, that's you could easily just say that's you safely drove. You know, Marcus <laughs> Marcus said the same thing yesterday, and I was like, you know what? You only got here on the prayers of many saints. Seriously. Many. <laughs> I did notice the front of your car is held up with duct tape. You, it you is hit, held up Did with you duct hit tape. somebody and then th- I, I, duct tape uh, it? I did hit somebody and then just <laughs> duct taped it. Yeah. I saw some blood, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What or, else are we going to talk about? Oh, the studio. You yes, took the press the of life with your car, dude. St- <laughs> <laughs> Something about Ivy being here makes you more mean to me, Luke. And I don't I like, like I like busting it because I can make Ivy laugh. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. All right. When he leaves, he'll go back to it. So the studio, we're waiting to put up the stage okay. it's part of the set where we're going to actually have the filming go on of Apologia Radio. You guys are going to get to watch. Apologia TV. Apologia actually. TV, yeah. And... Uh, You'll be able to subscribe, get more content. Uh, the, the video is going to be, I think, a big blessing to this ministry because a lot of stuff happens in the studio you don't get to see. That's fun. Um, and, and a lot of stuff that people really don't want to see. Yeah, don't want to see. Um, so which means actually when you, now when we come to the studio, we got to look nice. We can't, we can't come in looking like uh, crazy bed hair and stuff we like have that. To ha- we have to shave our beards and have well-groomed beards. <laughs> well-groomed beards. My beard's we can't wear well-groomed. jammies to the sleepover. No jammies, Joy. That should be the theme of the show, sleepover. Just jammies every day. Every bring, time we record, jammies. Bring your jammies. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to put Yukon's beard yes. in my beard. You get it at yukonsbeard.com? Yeah, we need Yukonsbeard.com. If so, we ever have guys like Dr. White in, like, we're going to have to like tell them, hey, bring your jammies. Yeah. yeah. You guys should have like a beard station. We could do like cosplay episodes where we dress up like Star Wars figures. Dude, yes. <laughs> I just come normally as Chewbacca. Oh, that's that would be that makes sense. All right, guys, here we go. Back into it. Let's get to uh, the rest of this discussion at the abortion mill. Here we go. Last week, and that's not how it is for the people who drive by and see you guys. No, that's well. See, here's the thing. My my old, See, it seems to me that you're more concerned with pleasing men and their yeah. emotions than you are with pleasing yeah. God. Because you're out here actually right now blocking our ministry of the gospel in there to condemn our activities because you're concerned with the sensitivities of the women coming in here to murder their babies. More so than you're concerned with the babies that are about to be dismembered in the next 15 minutes. Isn't that true? No. Well, so, then, so then let me ask you, what would be the purpose of this conversation if you agree it's murder? If you agree we're proclaiming the gospel, if you agree that we're offering to help them, then what's the what's the purpose? I would ask you as a brother, what's the purpose of continuing to disrupt our ministry? I'm not disrupt. I'm having a conversation with someone. Well, I talked to last you're week. condemning. I'm not condemning. We had a conversation, and we talked. Okay, yeah. we we came to an agreement. Mm-hmm. I would come down here. I would watch the movie. Okay. And then they would have one side. I didn't forgive me. I didn't know the context you guys yeah. had already spoken. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm only hearing the Absolutely. The, the, the current that, condemnation of the of the ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When, when we say, I, I didn't know you wanted us to say God loves you, but it's hard for me to hold that sign up to it a place that murder. It doesn't have to say murder. God loves you. We will adopt your baby. We mm-hmm. will help you. I mean, we have, we will adopt your baby. We're yeah, not, right yeah, we have it on this Absolutely. side. We have it there. That, that's what and we're proclaiming. And I love proclaiming. that. What you guys are doing with that is outstanding and now I, I feel kind of conflicted 
because I don't see a hundred murder signs over here, and I like I do over there. And you're telling me they're a separate church than you guys? They yeah, they are, they, but they, we agree they, with yeah, them. Yeah, we we absolutely okay. we're preaching both sides though. When, when it says God hates those who shed, that's a true statement. Okay. Absolutely, I, I that, that's understand. Bible. We we have to stand do on. Do you that. hate hands that shed innocent blood? I hate what God hates. Absolutely. Okay. I have to be in agreement with God. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's so, no other place I can stand. I have to stand on His word. Yeah, when when he when when the same standard he holds against me that says do not get drunk and I've gotten drunk, yeah. I'm wrong. Absolutely. I'm wrong in that. Yeah. I needed God's forgiveness to save me, and that's what we're doing with them. They're wrong. They're wrong because they murder. They're murdering children right now, and we're calling them out. We're not. We, we we do proclaim the love of God. We don't just say like, oh, God loves you as they walk in that place. We want to call them to repent and turn to God and, and turn for forgiveness. And I sins. absolutely agree with that. Yeah. But my only question that hasn't been answered yet is. Why can't there be one sign that talks about what, what, do you, Jesus? What, do you, what would you like that sign to say? Well, here's here's what I was trying to get at, and I missed it a moment ago. Is um, love, according to Scripture, and I'm sure you know this. It yes. sounds like you know your Bible. Um, is an activity, not simply an emotion, an emotional appeal. So it's Absolutely. love does something. Love's an activity. So if you ask, where's the sign that says God loves you? There's a sign that says God loves you. Love we will adopt your baby. We're, at, we're, we're offering actual love, not just saying something emotional response. We're saying we Absolutely. will do anything you need. We'll, and for we have, someone who knows yeah. the Bible, yeah. that is, that's beautiful. I, I see that, and I see a giant heart on it yeah. and a cross. But for someone who doesn't understand the Bible, they don't yeah. see that. Well, here's what I would, I would ask you to think through respectfully to you uh, and humbly. Romans 1 says that everybody knows God, that our problem is a suppression of truth of God. You, you're, you're sort of suggesting that the people going in here, like, they just don't know. But Romans 1 says they do know, and they actively suppress the truth of God. And so what is true about every person that walks in there is they're all image bearers of God. Yeah. And they know God in the heart of hearts. And they have to suppress the truth of God. And when they walk in there, they're not going in there not knowing what they're doing. They're going in there knowing what they're doing. And so our hope is that we can confirm what they're already feeling as they walk in that door with the truth of what's going to happen, give them the good news of forgiveness and salvation in Christ, and then offer them everything they could possibly need. And you, I want you to be encouraged by this. That's why I asked you the question, by the way. It wasn't in any way pompous. Forgive me if you thought it was, uh, if, if, if I came across that way. But when I asked you how many babies have you saved, it's because I've held the babies in my arms that have been saved at this location. And that, that, is, that is awesome. Yeah, like and, I said, and we've thrown baby showers for the moms the, and offered the only, them. The only thing, yeah. I, I came here last week yeah. because I saw a God hates sign. God hates the hands of shed innocent yes. blood? Yes. They're quoting scripture? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Old Testament. So, someone Previous who, to same God. love. Same God. Same God, different Jesus. Uh, no. Jesus <laughs> hadn't come back yet. I'm All sorry. Right. I'm sorry, man. That this is the same God. Jesus is the same God of the Old Testament. He fulfilled. The you think that going he, he is the same God? Exactly. Well, actually, I. Okay. Before we let it get into it, because it's going to be good, and it actually brings up a thing we're going to talk about later in the episode of the Law of God. But I think that this woman, you're going to listen to it. I think perfectly codifies. The Christians, the Christian, typical Christian mindset of our time. Mm. The God of the Old Testament, that's just raw power. That's just wrath. But now we have Jesus, and now we have God's love. And, and let's think about that, because I would say that the wrath of God and the concept of the wrath of God and his anger towards sin is amplified 
to such a high degree in the New Testament that it makes God's wrath and judgment in the Old Testament seem minor. Mm. Because what is God doing in the New Testament? He's actually pouring out his anger and his wrath upon his son, right? Mm. So what's the cross? The love of God, amen. But it's also the wrath of God amplified because he's giving it to his son for sinners. You've got like the the book of Revelation, Jesus is trampling people and the blood is like just up to the, the bridles of the horses. I mean, there's so much blood and the wrath of God. He's trampling them in the wine press of God's wrath. I mean, how's, <laughs> how's the, it's yeah. like it, Jesus. It seems like she's kind of making the same mistake as New Covenant theology where they say that like the law in the Old Testament and the law in the New Testament is different. Yeah. And, and, and that the, now we're under the law of Christ, was, which isn't as harsh as the laws in the Old Testament, when really it's the same. Same God. And they don't conflict and at he, all. The immutable, immutable character of God, unchanging nature of God, right? right. And his unchanging nature. Um, and, and yeah, the people will distort that these days. But notice, did you hear what she said, referring to the law of God? She says, uh, di- you know, different Jesus. Yeah. She goes, same God, different Jesus. I'm like, okay, what? I yeah. don't understand that. But then she says, do we still do eye for an eye? Do you notice that? Yep. Isn't it amazing how people have misinterpreted Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount to think that Jesus is dissing the law of God, when in reality he's, he's actually correcting their mishandling of it? So if you think about eye for eye in the Old Testament, what was that? That God was telling everyone, eye for eye, get them! Get them! <laughs> eye for eye in the Old Testament was to the judicial magistrate, eye for eye, right, tooth for tooth. In other words, whatever the crime was, the sin was, there needs to be an appropriate just penalty that mm-hmm. matches it. So that wasn't God in the Old Testament saying, mob vengeance, baby, get them, right? If someone wounds you in the eye, take out their eye, (laughs) right? It wasn't that. God was saying eye for eye, tooth for tooth. It was justice. You could not say like the pagan nations were doing, um, uh, somebody stole something, so cut off their hand. That's not eye for eye. That's not equal. That's not bringing harmony. God condemns that kind of unjust behavior. So she says, eye for eye. We still do that. So now watch. You still not trim the sides of your beard? Can I answer that real fast? Actually, technically, I don't trim the sides of my beard. I don't either. It has nothing to do do with the holiness code that was ultimately appointed to Christ. Before you play that, what was the agreement they made? Well, I guess that he had said to Tom um, that I'll I'll watch your movie which Tom gave him the 180 movie because that's what he carries. We need to be handing out the Babies and Murdered here film. We have a whole box right here. We have a whole box now. Yeah, um, I couldn't find those. Apparently, you're a better looker than me. Um, and I know, I, I looked forever and couldn't find them. <laughs> you just walked in my garage and found it. Anyways, so I guess the deal was um, that, and I don't know why Tom agreed. I don't even know if he really did agree in this sense. But the guy said, I'll watch the movie. I'd like to see what a, a God Loves You sign. So he comes back. Oh, and he was like, "Where's your God loves you sign?" Well, he just has this weird hang up with the God loves you sign, like he just wants it. It's not you guys already established at this point in the conversation that we are speaking love. This is the love. He of just God. wants the sign. I yes. don't think he would go away if you no. pulled out a God loves. No, you there was sign. A, there was a time when I was holding the nicest sign we have. It's the red sign. The one side says "Choose life," and the other side says "Please don't hurt your baby." Yeah, we'll do whatever we can to help you. And a guy walked up to me, and as he's walking up to me, he's shaking his head. And I was like, this is the least offensive sign we have. Like, (laughs) No matter what sign you're holding, nobody's happy. No, it's true. All right, here we go. So now this is me talking about the law of God with her. 
one question at a time. Yeah. Eye for eye, can I can I answer real fast? Eye for eye is for the judicial civil magistrate that there is to be justice that is equal to the crime. And so when Jesus quotes eye for eye, he's referring to the civil magistrate. That's their role. It's not my role to retaliate. So eye for eye is still God's standard of justice. So same God. She says, absolutely. Onward. So what's this? <laughs> Just, right. And that's what people need to pay attention to in an encounter like this, too, is that, you know, it, it oftentimes isn't that there's a good argument. It's just words. Mm. It's just rambling. Sound bites. It's just sound bites. Yeah. You can answer it with the scriptures, and then we're just on to the next point. Right? So. Same, same justice. Same God, same justice. There you go. It's not our responsibility to carry out that justice. That's right. Agreed. And, never, and, and, and it never, and it never was in the Old Testament either the role of a, of a private citizen to enact justice. It was always the role of the civil magistrate, and that's what the Bible confirms. So Jesus doesn't say it was eye for eye, but it's no longer, God doesn't care about justice. No, he said the only job we have is to love. Right. Well, actually, God says in his law that love for God and love for neighbor is the basis of all the law and the prophets. So then I want to thank you for your confirmation of what we're doing out here because it's love for God and love for neighbor that compels me to be here. I think that your message is correct. I think the way you're going about it might be a little So I would ask you to speak with the moms and the babies that have been saved out here from this. And what about the people that have been... Well, you, you, sh you, show, you show very little concern for the babies that are going in there right now to be dismembered and disemboweled. Let me ask you a question. What's, what's more important to you? The sensitivity of the mom right now or the baby who's about to have their head cut no, off? No, it's not about the sensitivity of the mom. You so, misconstrued what so, I said. So what I I'm said, saying what is... about the people who are right. being shamed away from I, I, God? I'm more concerned with pleasing God than I am their sensitivities. And you seem more concerned with their sensitivities than you are pleasing God or I'm the babies. I'm concerned about reaching well, that, that, them at where they're at right. and not... Uh, do you go to abortion clinics to so, talk to women? At, back in Tempe, we, we do. You do. We're in Tempe, by the way. Yeah. Where? We love you. There's yeah, one on Litchfield and Van Buren. And you've got Litchfield and Van Buren. I'm not even aware of that one myself, but... Um, on out there? Litchfield and Van Buren? Yep. Okay, so you've, you've gone out to an abortion yeah, clinic? Okay. With the whole church. Okay, excellent. And, and, and what is it, what is it that, you, what you, that you say to them? We tell them that there is other options. We give them the, the adoption information we pray with them but right. we definitely don't tell them god hates yeah you, you wouldn't you wouldn't quote god hates the hands of shed innocent blood not if i'm going to alienate somebody and push yeah. them away and well, make them choose to go abort that, their baby that no that doesn't happen they're going to abort their babies anyways we're here to try to stop them so that's that's a, that's a that's a it's a non sequitur it doesn't logically follow at all they're here to kill their babies we're here to try to stop it yeah, that's so so what i would encourage you to think through is whether right now you're being driven by emotion or scripture. That's what I would ask you just to think I'm about. I'm only being driven by the love of God. Right. Well, the love of God is displayed most clearly in the in, in what he did on that cross. Would you agree? And in that cross, he was dying for our sins because of a wrathful and angry God against sin. And what you're forgetting here is that the context of this is murder, which is what Jesus died for. Right? And so what we're here to do is proclaim that cross in the midst of murder and tell the truth about it. Women don't turn from sin if they don't hear that this is sin. 
Yeah. Absolutely, and okay. I don't disagree with. So that so then you agree with the sign then? Absolutely. No, I okay. do not agree with. So you don't agree with the scripture. So you I don't, don't agree with God you, hates. Yeah. I have so the scripture done says, plenty of things so in my life, and God has turned around and loved me through it. Because of Christ. Because of Christ. Amen. There you go. But the sign, but the sign says God hates the hands that, sh that shed innocent blood. And there is agree no sign disagree. that said God loves. Do you agree or disagree with that verse? I disagree. You disagree. Thank you. That, that, uh, that contextualizes wow. this whole conversation. There you go. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> First she said, well, our only job is to love that's not what scripture says first of all and then you asked her okay so are you driven by emotion or by scripture i'm only driven by love so she's obviously does not know scripture and is more concerned about what she, how she uh defines love as yes feelings yeah and what i would say to her if i had a chance to have this conversation with her again when she says i'm driven by love i'd say well that, wonderful that's exactly why we're here mm. And that's crazy for her to just to uh, deny that uh, passage of scripture and say, no, I don't agree with that scripture. Right. Well, and that, that and that's why I said that contextualizes this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it it's just... not that we're in error from a biblical standpoint. It's that mm. you don't agree with the scriptures. Mm. Well, that's, it's that we're yeah. not palatable right. to the community. Yeah. We need to be making God easy to digest. Yes. Mm. So there you go. I mean, that's that's a good example of the kind of conversation that you're going to get. And I, and I want to say something that and I don't talk a lot about because I don't want to attack Christ's bride. OK, um, but it, it is it is part of our context right now. Um, I think I told Marcus this the other day and I know I've told Luke this. Um, I got to say this, like I've been in ministry for a very, very long time, a long time. And um, I, I have seen in ministry the worst attacks coming against me in this in mm. this ministry or ministry in general coming from professing christians right more than i have seen it come from the unbelievers or the cultists we're trying to reach so for example outside of an abortion clinic some of the most hostile conversations and the greatest attacks we get are from people who are professing Christians that want to come up to us and actually engage us to say, I don't agree with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So they're professing Christians trying to stop the ministry of the gospel. And then beyond that, some of the greatest attacks I've received in ministry, particularly even Apology or Radio, are from professing Christians. Mm -hmm. um, I, I haven't seen the vitriolic, hateful, mean-spirited behavior that I've seen from professing Christians many times that I, that I uh, from the atheists we're trying to reach or the, the cultists. Um, so, and, and that, that, that hurts, that hurts my heart. But then I think about the ministry of Jesus and I look at him and the people who were closest to him that wounded him the most were those that were in ministry with him. And so I know I have a savior that sympathizes with mm. that, but yeah. I think that we should talk about that, that when we bring this issue of bringing the gospel into the context of abortion, we have to do the convincing oftentimes, not just of the unbelievers, but of the Christians that look, we're doing this wrong. We've just done it wrong. Like what you, you emphasize a lot is what you've already talked about, how the pro-life movement in the last 40 years has approached this issue is just not biblical. Right. Like, you know, like when you, dude, when, when you have said in the past that we want, we hope for the day when the civil magistrate sees abortion as murder 
and people who have abortions would be eligible for the death penalty. You see people that are pro-lifers like, oh, man, Marcus. Wow, that's crazy that's talk. That's crazy. Like, you know, like you you had a, pic- a, a picture for Babies and Murdered here where it was, it was a person handcuffed. And it, was it was a woman. A, it was handcuffed. a woman's hands handcuffed. Yeah. Now watch this. Watch, 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 it's watch. It's a criminalized abortion. What's right? our hope for for anyone who's ever had an abortion that they are saved and they get forgiven, yes. right? But what is our also our hope? I hope to God that one day the heart of our nation changes and that we actually once and for all see abortion as murder and that the civil magistrate says that it's murder so that it's actually banned, right? Yes, illegal. And criminalized yes. so that if after that point you murder your baby, we would treat you just like any other person that murdered their six-year-old right. in their bed. Well, it's like the, the... I hope. Yeah, it's like the argument where they say, well, if we outlaw abortion... Abortion will only be done in like the back alleys, and it's like, well, yeah, that's where murder should happen, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> the civil magistrate takes evil and moves it from the public, and keeps evil in the alleys and yeah. in the dark areas. Like, yes. that's where we want evil to happen, right. and, not and, in public. And, and, and I want to say something too, in the context of this whole conversation about what justice should be in a society, and murder being seen as murder, and capital punishment, everything else. Um, how do we feel though? Like about the woman who's had an abortion, we want her to be saved. Right. And you know we have this. Look, we we believe that abortion should be criminalized, and that there should be a death penalty for anybody who murders their child, whether it's in the womb or ten years old. Okay. Is that wrong to think that as a Christian? I I don't think so. No. But but how do we feel? Well, go look at our video at Apologia Church of one of the women that I have the most respect and admiration for in our own church, who has had abortions and is saved now and is out is is with us in this ministry. Okay, listen, here's the thing. We all deserve death, right? And if God says in his law that this is the consequence you should have for taking an image bearer's life, I'm not going to argue with God just because of sensitivities and say, oh, but, but, yeah, I'm going to say God's law is just. I want forgiveness and salvation for every sinner like me. I deserve death. But in, but in the context of what God says is wholesome and holy for our society, I believe that anybody that murders their children should be treated by the civil magistrate as such, right? Yes. Yeah. That we're not there now. Right. We're not there now. Well, I mean, we would want child molesters to be equally punished and saved. Right. Right. Like, yeah. so we wouldn't say, well, because uh, we want to see child molesters saved, it shouldn't be illegal. Right. Right. There's a justice that we would still want the civil magistrate to perform. Right. Now we're not there now. No. So what is our hope? That our culture repents and turns to God and that our laws then begin to reflect God's holiness. Right. And from that point forward, we will see anybody that engages in this practice for what it really is. Now, are we there yet? No. And so all we can do now is proclaim the true biblical gospel in the midst of it and hope that the, the culture's heart changes and they desire God to be pleased and honored and glorified and babies to be protected. And I hope one day, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, people look back at the time we're in and they say, man, remember that time in our history? Remember it? When people actually were murdering their babies and they thought it was okay? Thank God that our justice system today puts a stop to that. The Ecclesiastes talks about that, by the way, how people's hearts, Ecclesiastes 8, are emboldened to do evil when justice isn't done. And that's the truth of where we're at today. People are emboldened to do wickedness and evil because why? Because there's no justice for babies. Yeah. All right, guys, stay with us, guys. ApologiaRadio.com. Be right back with more. Stay with us.
Hi, this is Warner with the Apologia Radio. I want to ask for y'all good friends of ours to go on and click that button there and become my friends on the book face. Facebook backslash Apologia Radio. Become my friend on YouTube. That there uh, twerker. The twerker, I want to talk to you on the twerking. And send me out a twerk. What? Wait, what? Twitter. Apologia Radio on Twitter. I also want to tell you we talk about apologetics and theology. And we do a lot of swing dancing. And we make a delicious chicken gravy. ApologiaRadio.com Need a God to know that yep. That's absolute knowledge Yep, rock it like a throwback Baby. Say you don't know God huh? Then you don't know nothing If nobody knows everything How could you know something? See me, I don't know everything nope. But I do know one thing what? The all-knowing God Who gives weight to my assumptions yep. Say there is no God, right? Nobody knows everything Pretty much that what you don't know Could, could be, be anything Since nobody knows everything If anything is true to y'all The thing what you don't know Could be the very thing that proves it wrong know Essentially, if you are not a God Or know of one The things you don't know Counter what you think you know is none. Imagine if a cop gave you a ticket. And before you be gone, he said, I think I clocked you going 60. But I could be do wrong. Sight ten. Sight ten. Do the sight 10. If you know, you know. Do the sight 10. There is not a dance called the sight 10. Whatever you doing now is the sight 10. Do the sight 10. Do the sight 10. If you know, you know. Do the sight 10. There is not a dance called the sight 10. Whatever you doing now is the sight 10. They say God is not essential, right? All right, y'all. Hey, I like it. That's the first time I've heard it. You know, Bonson busted. Yes. Right? Whitewashed. And we could have a new... Teach you how to Dougie. Yes, yeah, teach you how to And now do you Sighton. Teach you how to Sighton, yeah. And I, Cy doesn't like it because he messed the name His up. His name is apparently Ten Bruggenkate. Ten Bruggenkate. But it's a song. It's a song. Teach you, teach you how to... F- how to work at a factory. <laughs> I'm just a boiler operator. <laughs> I'm going to see him, uh, Cy and me and Matt Slick and Joe Boot are doing a conference next week in Canada. So hey. I'll have to bust his chops about this. Roll in, we're going to interview him I'll just come rolling it. in with like a thing on my shoulder. <laughs> Do the side Boombox. <laughs> well, we'll just interview him and then we'll just start playing it. Just to get his reaction on camera. <laughs> little dance. <laughs> yeah, before he gets up to speak, just have it, have it as the intro as he's walking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, so we're back. Let's uh, engage the culture a little bit here. This is a clip from the View, and I, I can't tell you. This is not a peculiar thing. This is a this is a common thing. When I was working. Um, at a hospital as the chaplain, I can't tell you how many times I heard this exact conversation where in the context of the 12 steps in AA, they would have a God of their own understanding, whatever God they wanted. And what people would generally do is they would diss Christianity. That's what, I mean, that's what happens in AA groups. I mean, you can worship a doorknob, electricity, the universe, but if you mention Jesus, that's where you get, you know, 
people squint at you in the in the 12 steps meeting because you said Jesus or you believe the Bible. But people would generally say, and many of the therapists said this, well, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And so that's that's the discussion here on The View. So here we go. I'm going to play it right now. This is uh, The View. You know, you don't have to play the clip. Why? I mean, who wants to really listen to The View? <laughs> I, I do right now. Okay. Okay, so here's the clip from The View talking about uh, spirituality. I think one of the reasons that... Christianity has kind of lost its way is that Christians have lost their way and I can say this I stumbled you know a lot earlier in my life and I stumble on a daily basis but we're forgetting the principle you know they will know that you are Christians by your love for one another and that's what it's about and that's what a lot of Christians are forgetting to do but I maybe it could also be that the world is changing I mean every religion has its time and place pagan and other things right. and then we start evolving as a as a people as humans right. and people start having other views of what's going on me personally I'm all about energy I'm all about light I'm all about new age I, I have I have a personal um, rejection to religion itself but spirituality is through everybody no matter what God you right. praise to well, I think it goes something that you said yesterday about no labels i think that i don't think it's just a younger generation but i also think it's my generation and older i think we're coming to a place where we don't want to be labeled this religion or that religion but it does not mean we do not believe yeah, yeah. you know I mean, and i think that's a big thing you know i'm a pk i'm a preacher's kid so mm -hmm. for me growing up religion was very important but as i've gotten older i've understood i'm understanding that it's my personal relationship yes. so it becomes more spiritual mm -hmm. a lot of times in church they don't talk about the personal relationship you should have with God. It's like a group of people mm -hmm. deciding this is the way we're going to serve God so it becomes a religion. Sometimes so, a cult. So like, when people ask you, are you religious, what do you say? I am a Christian, yep. but I... I Label. Yay for the label. <laughs> yeah, everyone's coming. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so what was the... It was, uh, it was uh, we don't like labels. What are you? I'm a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> The, the entire conversation was them labeling themselves as New Age or whatever religion they were. Or non-labeled. Or non-labeled. I'm going to label myself as a not-labeled person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, I'm a non-denominational church. Oh, so you're of the non-denominational denomination. <laughs> yeah, That's right. That's right. Right, right. Um, I'm just spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> Don't label me. Don't label me. I'm just spiritual. If only there was a Bible verse that talked about women teaching <laughs> that was like predicting this very show. <laughs> Paul's perfect, like, I, I tried to tell you about the view, Paul said. <laughs> Paul's like, I'm trying to tell you. So, um, well, I mean, it's interesting because, uh, okay, let's try to get a, a firm context. So, f just as an example, and I, I'd love for you guys to talk okay, about this. Okay, that was this. Raven Simone. Yes. Who was, who was it on, on, on Cosby Show? Olivia. Olivia, yeah. I have to ask Olivia. the black person that. Cause, dude, I love yeah. the <laughs> Cosby Show. I love the Cosby Show, dude. <laughs> yeah. I like it, too. But well, I, I got to be racist. Now you're racial profiling. Now I'm racially profiling. It was a joke. Man, but I'm Seriously. offended now, though. So, oh, now are you? Yeah, does that mean you're going home? Yeah, man, I gotta go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's how you do it. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so they're talking about this common discussion I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Um, okay, so in the context that I was in, when I would hear this all the time, like in, in AA meetings, 
one of the things that baffled me is people would say, well, I don't want to become a Christian because I don't want to be religious. I don't believe in religion. And yet they were doing the 12-step program, which has mandatory community right. meetings. It has a text they quote from copiously, the big book, 12 Steps for AA. They actually mem- have to memorize chapters and where things are at, and they actually quote from it copiously. They have their priests, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and you guys probably don't know this because AA is it, it's all about Dr. Bob and and uh, the the big book and twelve steps and so they have their religious text they have their mandatory meetings they have what's called a sponsor who you have to meet with and talk to on a regular basis and if you don't talk to your sponsor go to your meetings you get you know sort of like oh you're not doing the program not working the program they do have they have um like leather bound big book too they that really, looks just like a Bible they really I will have you know that yes they do they do they have like a King James only version <laughs> I don't know there is there any like red Red, red letters. Doctor <laughs> Bob. Doctor Bob said this, and they also have their twelve commandments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about it. And so, what, what I would tell people when they would say, "I don't want to do the religious thing," you know, I don't believe in Jesus all that stuff. I, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I would bring that to their attention. That's an impossibility. What we are saying is a fiction, because. When you think about Christians, we go to church, we have um, our high priest, we have a mediator between us and God, we have God's commandments and his laws and all the rest, we have uh, an issue of our falling short and all the rest, and you know, all that's there, but ours is in the sense of a personal relationship with the living God who loves sinners and saves us and washes our sins away, and we have the empowerment of God himself to cause us to do what he commands, right? But in your context, you've got your priests, you've got your mandatory community meetings, you've got your religious text you quote from, and you've got your 12 commandments, but you're just spiritual. It's just, it's an inescapable, con- religion is an inescapable concept. Atheists are religious. They've got their priests too. Dawkins, Dennett, Harris, Hitchens. Hitchens. Do you get the point? They've got their religious texts they quote from copiously, right? The God delusion, how religion poisons everything, these books, right? And so it, it's an inescapable concept. You got a religion, you, you have a what? You have a view of origins. You have a view of reality. You have a view of ethics. You have a view of how you know what you know. Religion is an inescapable conce- uh, concept. Um, you have a view of where we're going. Yeah, they do have eschatology. They do have an eschatology, yeah. and, and there's this chaos, an atheist, right? It's, it's ultimately nowhere. Uh, and that's what uh, Krauss says explicitly, a famous clip online of Krauss saying the future is miserable, right? It's just chaos. It's just going to, it's going down. It's getting colder, essentially. Sounds like dispensationalist. It's <laughs> <laughs> Hey-oh! Hey-oh! Um, and so, um, so yeah, let's, it's a fiction. They're spinning a fiction. It's an impossibility. And, and look at the collapse. In our culture, look, applauds this sort of stuff. Wee! No labels, no labels. She goes, well, I'm a Christian. Yeah! <laughs> it's like, you don't, you don't even know. It's like at the Areopagus, Ridiculous. the Apostle Paul is like, you guys are so, essentially, is the word he's saying is almost superstitious, um, where he says, you've got, you say you know, and you want, but you don't know. You've got a, a thing to the unknown God. You're so religious. You're so superstitious. And um, it's the same situation today. You're so contra- self-contradictory. Um, you can't make sense of what you're doing. Yeah, true. Yep. True. true. Preach. Yeah, preach. Preach. <laughs> okay, let's talk about racism. <laughs> um, here's a funny clip. I mean, um, it was just one joke, man. 
Oh, yeah. Just one joke against IV. We got to talk about racism. Hey, IV, what's your favorite flavor of vape juice? Uh, Newport. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so So Key and Peel, they've got some some funny stuff, Um, some inappropriate stuff, but they're not Christians, and they got some funny stuff. So this is a funny clip. Let's talk about racism and the gospel and things like that. and uh, this is a clip they have online called Black Ice. And I think it's a, I think it's what Key and Peel do that's actually genius is they they're very smart on how they actually unravel stupid things. And so they're coming at the issue of racism in a funny way. And this is their clip called Black Ice. And it's about a news <laughs> report. You'll you'll know. Listen. <laughs> Good evening, St. Paul. It's your City News at 5. I'm Jamie Thronberg. And I'm Marcy Whitchurch. Winter weather advisories are in effect across central Minnesota tonight. With more on that, weatherman Isaac Labuda. Isaac. Thanks, Marcy. A major system is zipping across the region. Outside temp right now, 8 degrees, but it feels like 20 below. Jamie. Well, stay off the roads if you can, folks. Lots of reports of black ice. Ooh, you gotta watch out for that dangerous black ice. It's transparent and sneaky. Hard to see black ice. That's right, Marcy. Keep your loved ones safe and warn them to stay off the streets tonight because of menacing, life-robbing black, black ice. I did. <laughs> the black dude's just sitting there, like, looking around. Channel 17's field reporter Darren Hempner with more. Darren? Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing out here at historic Ramsey Hill where there are currently no cars on the street due to uh, hazardous driving conditions. Darren, are you talking about black ice? That's right. Ooh, Jesus. It's frightening just to even say black ice. It's scary, tricky, ruthless stuff, that black ice. A perfectly safe neighborhood can be suddenly terrorized by the appearance of black ice. Well, one must keep in mind that just because black ice looks different than white ice, it doesn't make it any more dangerous. Also, one must remember how hard it is for black ice to survive, what with the authorities trying to destroy it with the snow plows and the salt trucks. But black ice perseveres. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And as you can see right now, the city is being controlled by lots of oppressive white snow, making it hard for all people to advance. And we don't hear much news about that. Now, do we? No, we do not. Well, thank you very much, Brother Darren. But let's be honest, black ice is the real menace. Last night, I was in a perfectly safe neighborhood walking away from an ATM machine when black ice just snuck up on me and practically robbed me of my balance. Ouch. That sounds exactly like something Black Ice would do. Well, I just hope that folks watch out so the white snow doesn't blind them and keep them from seeing what's really going on. All I'm saying is I can't think of a single Christmas song about Black Ice. Lots of cheerful, uplifting songs about snow, so... Oh, well, for the record, Black Ice never asked to be out here. No, it did not! It's a product of the environment. Ooh, hallelujah! In fact, black ice didn't land on the road. The road landed on black ice. Amen! Oh, man. Okay. Next up, why is America being ruined by black people? (laughs) Jeez. 
Oh, that's man. That's crazy. That's funny. That's crazy. Man, Ivy's walking out the door now. <laughs> <laughs> All this blackness. <laughs> man. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I wanted, when you were in town for um, the God, Governments, and Culture Conference, I wanted to do yeah. a video on, I still want to get something done maybe while you're here, Yeah. a clip on the gospel and racism, because that's a huge topic right now with the issues gone on in Ferguson, with the issues in Baltimore. And there's a legitimate thing at the bottom of all of it. A lot of it's just mayhem and murderous hearts and darkness and all the rest. Yeah. But, but, but there's something that needs to be addressed, and we talked about this a couple episodes back, that the secular culture today doesn't even know how to handle the issue of racism because, I mean, look, these people are being taught in the public education system that they are just the products of a, of a universe that didn't have them in mind. They're just stardust floating on the surface of a cosmos that doesn't care. And so now you reap what you sow. You tell people that it doesn't bring people to a place of harmony and unity. You actually create the status of might for right, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever's the most powerful, my class is better than yours. There's just no way to actually say there's equality. There's no way to actually fight for equality, no reason to. And so our culture now is fighting, saying, how are we ever going to get over this issue of racism? and cultural war, wars and race wars and there's no answer coming from the world but yeah. from a christian perspective you have the absolute foundations to say that we're all one in christ yeah all of us come from the same parents mm-hmm. we're all image imago dei and so talk let's talk about racism man like in the gospel yeah um i always say this like i don't i don't like to use the word racism because i mean what I see, like what's going on, like what you mentioned in Baltimore, Ferguson, and um, I mean, what's been going on for, you know, centuries in America is hate. That's 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 just the bottom, you know, I mean, that's that's the root of it. That's right. It's it, it, it's all hate. You know, I mean, I hate you because you don't look like me. I mean, obviously, you know, you see a lot of white people that are where, you know, black t-shirts or brown t-shirts and whatnot so it's not really like the color right. you know it's just that you know you're a person and i just don't like you know your background for whatever reason right and 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 they hate it you know it, it's just like if corporate america you know somebody's climbing up the ladder you know that you and gets a you know promotion that you thought you should have got you know you hate them for it even though it's, you know, it could be two white guys, you know, and one hates the other because of his, you know, position and whatnot. Right. And he got the job and you didn't. Right. So, uh, and, and there's so many things that we can, you know, just, just compare that to, but, but it's just, it boils down to hate, yes. you know, and that's why we murder. That's why we, you know, we do a lot of the things that we do out of, of, of hate, not necessarily, you know, um, race it, it goes deeper than color you yeah. it just you know it's just the difference right you know you're different from me in whatever type of way in and whatever that is i hate you for it right because you're not like me and i think it's a self-centeredness with man that we all believe that you know you should be like me you know among the secular world they you know they're like or the pagans you know if you're not like me i'm hating you because of this and that's of course um, what they're supposed to do. I mean, they were born in sin, so they naturally hate. That's their sin nature. Mm-hmm. So, right. 
us as Christians, of course, you know, we look at it totally, totally different. So, right. Yeah. So I, I say a lot that I think that it, that racism, people to call it racism, but at the bottom of it, hatred uh, can't ultimately reside in the heart of a Christian. Yeah. Because at, at, you can't hate your brother and say that you know God. John says that, right? Yeah. And you're right. Racism is at bottom hatred. And so how does the gospel, how does the gospel heal the racial tension in our nation? Can you, you explain that? If you wanted to talk to me about how the gospel actually addressed this issue, what would you say to them to bring across the point that the good news of reconciliation and peace with God will bring peace among men? What would you say? Well, yeah, just like how you, um, like what you said about Imago Day. We every human being has been made in the image of God. Yeah. So, you know, us Christians with a biblical worldview, of course, we see, we know that. So, those barriers automatically get dropped when we when we come into the saving knowledge of Christ. You know, we know who He is and what He's done, and and we get that. And, 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 and once we got that and we realized, wow, you know, we're all jacked up. We're all sinners. And one man came, you know, the, the God man came, hung on the cross, bore the wrath of God and bore all of our hatred, all of our sin. So the hate for, for other human beings cease as believers. Yeah. There, you know, there's no room for it in the heart of any believer. You know, because we realize the gospel, the good news that all of us were doomed. All of us were in the same place, white, black, Hispanic, you name it. Right. You know, but by one man came this awesome unity of all of all ethnic backgrounds and whatnot. All different types of people who may not sound like you and look like you. We, we, we're united together by that great love, that passion that Jesus Christ had and, and and if you think about too the context of the gospel is that we were the enemies of God we were the aliens we were the foreigners and it was God who drew us near to him it was the one that we're hostile towards we're his enemy we're the foreigner in his land and he has actually been the one that's come to reconcile us to himself to bring us into his family to adopt us so the strangers and the foreigners now have become one with the one we've offended and it was god chasing the enemy and so if you think about the fact that we've been reconciled as enemies to the holy god how can we treat somebody who we perceive as an enemy with hatred and animosity when it's the god we've offended who saved us yes so think about that amen you got something to say i was just gonna mention that i mean uh anything other than like spiritual races is an evolutionary construct um, based off of the idea that we have many different ancestors and right. have all evolved from mm. different types of animals. So um, for a Christian to believe that we don't all have a common ancestor, which means that we're all the same, genetically speaking, right. like um, all it is is speciation is just sort of, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> like in a very scientific way too. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We got more. Is this the last segment? Are we done? Sweet. All right, guys. So there you go. We'll be back, guys. More ApologiaRadio.com with the bear, the girl, Ivy Connerly, Marcus Pittman. Be right back, guys. Stay with us.
Hey, this is Drew from the Gotham Central Podcast. Tune into our show each week as Mike, Ross, and myself bring you all the latest news and reviews from your favorite DC Comics television show, Gotham. Listen in as three aspiring Reformed theologians discuss some of the best story arcs, comics, and movies in the Batman universe. You can check out the Gotham Central Podcast on iTunes, join our Facebook group called Gotham Central, and follow us on Twitter at Gotham underscore Central. We hope you tune in each week. Same bat time, same bat place. Black bears weigh between two and 500 pounds. Brown bears weigh between 300 and over 1,000 pounds. Black bears run away from you. Brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground and cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pastor Luke Pearson in The Bear's Roar. Welcome back to Apologia Radio. This is The Bear. It's been a while since we did one of these segments. In the studio with Lord of the Ginger Folk, <laughs> Ivory Connolly, Joy the Girl, <laughs> and Jeff the something. <laughs> oh. Just gonna let it go. Oh, it's done. Okay. We're still brought to you by duct tape, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. That was not a duct tape issue. That was just not a good thing. That was unprofessional. <laughs> that was dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> could be professional. It could be worst music ever. Well, went in Rome. <laughs> went in Rome. So uh, I want to talk about something very important. The usage of hashtag that post milk. Oh, I think, can we give ourselves credit for coming up with that? I think we started that, right? I thought it was me and the Chocolate Knox that started that. I think was Colin it? Pearson would probably say he started it. I remember on I'm a good sh- with saying we started it. On a show, on one episode, <laughs> I said that post-mill dough. Yeah, that's and where it started. It, then it so turned I mean, into hashtag I think that I, I think I started it. So Joy it. the Girl gets credit for it. <laughs> I just, Though that's okay. the I just second time I've, this, just saying it right now is the second time I've ever said it. The mm. first one was the original time. Look at you. And I don't, the Chocolate I don't Knox isn't a even a real person. So You know what's dad post mail? That. <laughs> so. Dat. Okay, so. Things I do not have time for. <laughs> Dat. Dat Amongst a lot of the junk being thrown around on Facebook recently against the Anonymous, uh, one complaint I've seen that I think is a legitimate complaint is pe- people have criticized uh people that are post mill of overusing hashtag that post mill to the right. point where it's become a joke right and i have to agree to that like this would not be an appropriate use of that post mill yo dude i got this crazy parking spot at the mall that post mill <laughs> so to contextualize for those of you guys who are new to this like what is po- that post mill post millennialism is the belief um, that Jesus and Paul believed that the kingdom of God was going to advance in the world. Christ had to put all things in subjection to himself and then, then he would deliver the kingdom over to the Father. So it's total victory within history, gospel victory, salvation to the ends of the earth, and then Jesus returned to the final resurrection. That's post-millennialism. Jesus believed that. Paul believed that. We believe that. So that post-mill yes. is a hashtag. Yes. And we should attribute it to things of Christ. Not just anything that good happens. So, 1 Corinthians 15, Christian eschatology, what Luke's talking about right now, is um, 
talks about, um, for as by one man came death, is verse 21, by a man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as an Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, then it is coming those who belong to Christ. Here it is. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and authority and every authority and power. For he must reign, that's current, until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. And then it goes on to talk about all things are subjected to, to Jesus. So it's about, you say it's about Christ. Yeah, and about him him reigning, his kingdom. Yeah. Growing and expanding. Right. Not like McDonald's having McRib back. So gospel victories. So would Not this be, be an appropriate use cheek. of that post mail tag if I was said on Facebook, watch the entire movie at the theater without having to get up and go to the bathroom, that post mail? <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. N- can't use it then. Not that post mail. <laughs> okay. So okay. Uh, chi- I just want to be clear. <laughs> Here, I'll give you one. China is on its way in the next 15 years to becoming the most Christian nation. That post mail. That post mail. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And this isn't a, a this isn't uh dogging on that post mail podcast either. No, no. Because they're legit. We we love them. They're this very good. This is just the overusage of the so term. They're allowed it's to my use contention. It. They're allowed to use it. Appropriately. So if you if you invented totes appropriate. If you did invent the Dat Post Mill, there's an entire podcast now. It's a good one that's named after something you created. Mm-hmm. Well done. You know what that is? That not Dat Post, post Mill. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Dat Post Mill. That's just cool. <laughs> Hashtag cool. Hashtag that cool though. <laughs> um, you know what? No one has time for. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I just—it's something we've talked about a lot. We want to talk about because we have lots of conversations. It gets under my skin. <laughs> so it's not okay to use it in like a tongue-in-cheek manner or like a—it's it, just because too what much if they? Because right? what if they? What if they were just being like that post mill parking spot? Yeah. See, I think if you're gonna use a tongue-in-cheek, like you know. We could do it amongst ourselves as to be funny, but I think if you're gonna like publicly display that, it just becomes a joke. It doesn't become a serious thing. Okay, anymore. that's a good point. Yeah, limit the amount of uh, sarcastic. Yeah, maybe not every day. Because <laughs> when premillennialists start using the dat post mill to insult you, yeah, that's not like good. that. You know, that's bad. It's kind of been watered down now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. watered, watered. When I said it as the creator, let me just <laughs> let everyone know. <laughs> This was not my intent for it, was to be watered down. Can you produce a set of rules for us? Yeah. Okay. I'll write a handbook. Yes. That post mill, though. (laughs) All right. That post mill handbook, though. So let's finish up. (laughs) Let's do a discussion on. uh, You wanted to do a discussion on police stuff. On police brutality, because we've got Ivy Connerly, the expert on all things black in the studio. (laughs) Surely. Right, that's right. Because, you know. (laughs) Right. Okay, so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate commercials. Uh, what okay. just happened? Uh, Except okay. our commercials. Except our commercials. <laughs> I love our commercials. On our YouTube channel <laughs> and our sponsors like Yukon's Beard. Okay. Ivy, would you say that police brutality in the black community, like that's a real thing or is it sensationalized by the media? No. It's a real thing. You know what? I, I've said this uh, to quite a few people. I think if we had like the technology that we have now, like our camera phones on our iPhones and whatnot, smartphones, whatever what have you. Um, back in the 90s, the 80s, if we were recording 
some of the things that the police were doing even back then, we would see we would see a lot more than what we're seeing even now. You know, so so it's something that's in the sense of uh, society talking yeah. about this right. and it, it becoming a large right. issue, social it, it, issue. Yeah, so it's all over the media like yeah. this is something new. Because all the videos. Yeah, because yeah. all the videos. Like like now... Go back getting, to the 60s? Yeah, go back to the 60s? <laughs> go back to the, if you go back to the 40s, it's like, man, yeah. everybody I wish just, They wish they had police just police brutality back in the 40s. Yeah, and, 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 and smartphones. And smartphones, right. <laughs> yeah. Because they're a lot worse back then. A lot worse. We would see a lot more killings and... Just you name it. Just, just it would be. I mean, actually, it was out of control. But if we had it on video, like I said, so what what you're saying though is the awareness of all the police brutality that's happening now is is a good thing. Yeah, it's it's a good thing because it's another evil that's being brought to light. Yeah, they're being exposed. That will be put under the feet of Jesus. Right, right. So like slavery, segregation, that post mill. Exactly. Yes. 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 That's legit. That's a good one. That post mill (laughs) right there. Yeah. Yeah. But so, what is the response? Like, you know, the, you know, it's not rioting. Right? No, no. So, like, where, like, where's, like, how do, how do, like, Christians help against like the evil? Yeah, I, I think a lot of us are not coming. Well, I mean, there are Christians going out, you know, to Baltimore to witness. They're going to, you know, of course, and they went to Ferguson, and they're still there, and they're, you know, proclaiming the gospel and whatnot. Um, Wish uh, to a lot more uh, African Americans would be out there to even you know go to their own community and whatnot and say you know like the local churches or whatever what have you and say look this is not the way to do it you know we're we we're doing exactly what the police officers are doing you know far as as is is showing hate we're showing hate injustice in, 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 in yes per, it, so there's an injustice and they perpetrate an injustice yeah so right. so the answer is not to riot and loot you know what i'm saying the the answer is 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 the fact that we need to to say hey look it's not going to do any good to go against the police officers and try to you know throw stuff at them and whatnot and just burn up our cities like i said we're rioting but the answer is to share the gospel to the you know so that way people aren't going flooding the streets and just acting all crazy when we say look 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 it is we see a lot of hate. There's hatred in us and there's hatred in them. And, if, you know, like the Bible says, you don't return evil, you know, for evil. For evil. So, yeah. So basically what needs to happen is we need to show the love of God by sharing the gospel and, you know, telling the community, look, you guys, this is this is what it is. This is the gospel. This is the answer to crush what um, the government is, is doing, what the police officers is doing. We we respond in love by sharing the gospel, by letting them know what they say of the Lord. Right. So with, with total authority, this is what this is what Christ has already set up. And you officers are, you know, you, you guys aren't above that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you still need to, you know, like the Great Commission, you still need to, you know, um, repent, believe the gospel. And, and, and we need to speak to you guys and tell you guys that 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 that, uh, you know, well, make disciples of of police officers you know okay. what i mean uh, you know be baptized in the name of the father the son the holy spirit yeah you know i mean since christ um told his disciples yeah go out and make disciples that's that's the heart that we need to have as believers as as black african americans and whatnot 
we need to live out that great commission and, and proclaim it to the police officers and see and see what happens. I think a, a, a tremendous uh, amount of difference would would just happen if 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 we was you know sticking to the script. And, I, and could I add to that, Ivy? Do you think it also would be healthy for Christians in the culture that we live in, where we see failings on, on some, the part of some police officers where they're doing these things? Um, would it be appropriate to also proclaim the goodness of God's law in the context of it? Because God's law wouldn't afford a corrupt police officer the ability to abuse a person. So in other words, if we were to say um, police officers are held to the same standard and will be judged by the same standard of the law of God, of the law, um, as everybody else. So in other words, if you, if you in the line of duty, um, shoot somebody in the back. Yeah who's a homeless person or, you know, whatever the context may be, people see as an injustice. If you're to shoot somebody in the back unjust, you're, you're going to get the death penalty. Yeah. Just because you're wearing uniform doesn't mean that you escape that. Yeah. In other words, a police officer under the law of God is still seen as a private citizen That's in a right. sense. He That's works right. for the magistrate, right. but he still has the same law applied to him. And if you take somebody's property you're going to be punished by the civil magistrate. Like we had a video go up where a guy grabbed somebody's property. He stole the babies and murdered here signs. You stole. The police officer did. Doesn't matter that you're a police officer. Yeah. You took somebody's property. The law is going to apply to you the same as apply to anybody else. Right. And you're going to, harmony's demanded and reconciliation and all the rest. And if you beat somebody as an officer, um, you beat them. Um, the law applies to you in the same way. Which law? Well, we hope the law of God, yeah. the system of justice that God has said is just. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. I think I think a lot of this is what you see. A lot of what you see is that you have these uh, communities who have been fed that the state is their provider, their caretaker. The state is their god, and now suddenly the state is attacking them. They don't know what to do. Right. Like so, the response is rioting in the streets, which is not the proper answer. But they haven't been taught in yeah. government schools about small government regulation and, and the justice. Yeah. You know, you know the the founding fathers were, and when that happened with the founding fathers, the response was, "Hey, we're going to start our own country yeah. where we don't have to deal with this stuff anymore." Yeah. Right. And you it starts know? at the it, it starts at the home. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, I, mean, I, mean I mean, it starts in the home. If, of course, you yeah. got to. You got to raise your children up. Yeah, you if know. a lot of this stuff happened with like uh, some white Tea Party guys, like the police were just shooting white Tea Party guys, the response would be secession. It'd be another civil war. Secession, yes, they. You're, yeah. Yeah, it would be, but but I think in these communities they don't equate that injustice the same way because they they've only been taught that the state is their provider and that they're not responsible. They're not at that level they don't have the involvement in the government that they should and, and you're right to point at that marcus i think that's profound is when the community sees the government as god and as the ultimate authority when the government goes bad they don't know what to do it's just war whereas if you have a christian culture you have a culture that actually views government as subordinate to god he's the ultimate authority you're subject to him and so you have recourse in that respect where which is what the early Christ, the Christians involved in the war for independence were doing. They were appealing to God. When they were arguing, they were saying, you've fallen short of God's standards. This is wicked. This mm -hmm. is unrighteousness. This is not just. And you're accountable to God. And we feel confident as Christians actually having a, even a war for independence because you have violated God's 
order. Yeah, and it started and with peaceful negotiations too. That's right. Which were rejected. Yeah, of course. And that's right. They didn't have representation right. and all this other stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just like automatically we just go to war. Right. There's a process. Yeah. And then you know they should, I guess pro- the proper would be to elect government officials who stand by them, and then those government officials at that point, as civil magistrates, could decide secession or whatever. But it's not just outright, you know, democracy, tyranny, mm-hmm. and then them riding in the streets is not the way to do that. That's no, right. no. And, and, and of course, because they're not being taught that. They're not being taught that, like I said, in the home and whatnot, which, you know, of course, the parents probably wasn't taught by their parents and so on and so forth. Especially, uh, I mean, I, I could say this because I've been to a lot of... Um, inner cities around the country and and you see a lot of the same things you see um ignorance of the gospel i mean you see it in other other areas as well of course and in, in, in the suburbs and whatnot but um just from just from my observation and in the inner cities it's just a poor view of the gospel you have a lot of uh pastors in these communities whose gospel uh ignorant as well so um you know they don't know how to really equip the people if they don't have the true gospel of jesus christ to say hey this is this is what it is this is what's going to bring about a change in our community and it has to it has to start in the heart you have to be regenerate you have to understand that look this is how we deal with the police officers this is how we deal with you know let's go to the city halls let's go to you know our governor our mayor you know and, and whatnot and, and and just proclaim the gospel and let's and let's just keep that because we know God's word won't return back void. So something's going to happen. Right. But but the education needs to increase in those communities so people could actually get an accurate view of the gospel in order for it to change anything in our community. So it that goes, it, that post, so it goes individual, individual repents, family repents, community repents, government repents. The problem yes. is in these communities, though, is the complete lack of family. Right. Right. So it's kind of hard to make that jump. The restoration needs to start with the individual. Personal repentance. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's not going to be whoever is the next president. No, no. No, there's only there's only one Messiah. Right. 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 And no government official. And we're coming up now. We're nearing the next vote for the Messiah Mm -hmm. in America. Right. Rand Paul. It'll be Rand Paul. Yeah. (laughs) So. So, but that's the thing, though. Everyone thinks right now, currently, that um, we'll be saved by the government messiah. Hmm. Even even conservative Republican, you know, people will say, we're waiting for the next messiah. Is it Rand Paul? Is it such a... And the truth is, is we already got the messiah. He already has all authority in heaven and earth. And what we need to do is not focus so much as Christians upon the next political leader, but focus on the individual repentance that is necessary in society to bring transformation. And so that's the key right now is repentance in the gospel, yeah. not the next Messiah. Because whoever the next uh, political Messiah is, he's not going to change the hearts of men and women. And you you can have a person like Rand Paul, Rand Paul, Ron Paul, anybody who's the Messiah, people see, perceive as a Messiah. That person can get elected government. And guess what? He can try to enact policies. But if the hearts of the people in that community are not behind it, that never happens. Yeah, and people right. have to love freedom. They have to love God and see God as ultimate authority for any tra- change to ever take place. And, and God, God will change the heart of the ruler yeah. in accordance with the people. Yes. Right, right. Right. So like tomorrow, if our nation repented, I don't have any doubt that God would change the heart of Barack Obama, too. 
Yeah. Because that's what the scripture is very clear that he changes the heart as the rivers flow. Right. And and so 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 if the people repent, it, the government leader official, I mean that could be anybody because God will use that as a blessing on us. And the community is never repent. is never going to elect a wicked ruler if they love righteousness. Right. No way. Right. If they if they love wickedness and unrighteousness, that's what they're going to elect. That's exactly right. So the president that we have today is reflective of the heart of our nation. Exactly. Okay. So so where does it start? The, the Messiah in the White House or the people? It's the people. The people. Yes, the they people. have to re- they have to repent. Right. Right. And let me let me just say this too cuz I can guarantee you Marcus, we're going to have people you mentioned the police and people get up in arms. Mm-hmm. We're not anti all police. We're not anti all government. No. We're anti unjust police. Right. That's We're right. Because we have a standard for justice. Unjust government. We're pro righteousness. Right. Exactly. That's, That's right. exactly right. And I just want to. I just want to clarify that because I. No, we've had this happen before where we, we bring up maybe one story of a police and then people think we're against all police. That's not the case at all. No. And I know we have listeners that are that are police and they're they're righteous police. Right. And we applaud that. So I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there. No, yeah, true. yeah. I've mentioned that even in the song. How like all of course all the police officers aren't corrupt. Right. Just like all the uh like, you know, all the blacks aren't aren't, you know, out there riding that's and, right and right and, and all of them aren't lost there are you know some that understand and they preach the gospel and they're in those places and they're working and whatnot but we have a problem um when it comes to looking at it as as a whole like man i mean most police officers are corrupt i mean it's fair to say that and and, and because most people um are lost you know right now you know so you, I mean, don't. It, it doesn't matter how moral you are, you know. If 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 you still don't, if you're not regenerate, you're still considered corrupt. Like hmm. the scripture says, the in Romans. I mean, excuse me, in Ephesians two, how the wrath of God abides on the children of disobedience. So no matter how moral or whatever you want, even if you never have beaten up a person as a police officer or harassed anybody from a you know uh, different ethnic background, Hispanic, black, whatever it is. You're still, you still have the wrath of God abiding on you. So, you know, you know, they're not, you know, like I said, they're not, they're not um, over the law of God. They, they still need to submit as well. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get immunity just because you happen to work for the state. Mm. Um, well, and that's, that's essentially what the situation is, is that we've elevated the state to sainthood. Essentially. So if you work for the state, you're without spot or blemish, Yeah. Yep. but you're not, <laughs> I mean, like you said, there's only one Messiah, so you're really, really not. Mm-hmm. But you're also not, like, if you're not saved, you don't even have have the foundation to be good. You can't. You don't even have blood covering your badness. Yeah. It's just still there. Yeah. And so then you can see why, um, in a system where uh, the God is not the actual God, um, it g- just it gets all broken. Like, there's no, um, you know people in communities they don't see any justice they see people that are corrupt getting away with things because we've elevated them to a god and so then they just say like where can i find justice i'm gonna go riot in the street that's right you know like because this is the only way that i know i don't know the proper meaning of justice and so this is how i get it yeah that's right and it's pushing a lot of minorities to actually um go to different cults like me and Jeff was talking yesterday huh. about oh, yeah. the um, no, yeah, uh, Hebrew Israelites. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of people like, you know, pro-black movements is going on now. 
because they're like you know it's it's you know like you got you know the t-shirts black uh, a black life matter and that's the truth but you know um i was uh um uh, conversing with um jay from wrath and grace and i was like look you know we should have a shirt that says eternal life matter <laughs> you know because yeah. that's the issue that's good. you know but but um yeah black life matter all life matter so you know the thing is is that you know they're they're kind of now seeing because they're unregenerate that the answer is let's just go pro-black now or and and you know the officers is is is, is still on you know on their path so it's just you know we're not getting anywhere unless the gospel floods the streets of this country of this world and then you know we'll see change and and, and, and we are seeing it, you know what I mean, slowly but surely. Slowly, yeah. That post meal. Because that post meal. Nice. Well, and, and just one last comment on this: when we as Christians don't herald in society God's standards, right? Yeah. Um, people say well, we shouldn't talk about the law of God. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant today. We don't go to the law of God as a standard today. It's not. It doesn't have abiding validity today. Then, well, what happens to neighbor? Because we are commanded to love our neighbors, right? So what happens to neighbor? We don't herald the goodness of the law of God and his justice in society. And so what happens is you get corrupt forms of government that end up trampling underfoot the people in the culture and society. And so now injustice is brought upon them. Our neighbors are being destroyed. And so I ask the question as a Christian, what does true love for neighbor require of me? It's to point to the law of God that's being trampled in a society that's leading to the trampling of my neighbor. And so proclaim the gospel, repentance of faith to every person, which includes the government system that's above us. And we have to, as Christians, be real with the law of God today and say, okay, what's, what's the domino effect here? You know, when, you, when you're watching dominoes fall, you don't look at just the end of it and go, well, that's why, because of this. You follow the trail all the way back and you say it's because that. And in the end, when you look at the trampling of our neighbor under the foot of the government today, you say, well, what's the starting point? We look at, okay, the wickedness of men, men's hearts are darkened. But you look at the beginning, you say it's injustice to begin with. Yeah. That's why my neighbor's being trampled. So what's the standard of justice? And all these people that are in Baltimore right now or in Ferguson saying, we want justice, we want justice. I ask this question, by what standard? Right. What system of justice? Right. What standard of justice? One that some guy creates? Yeah. We just get to make it up on the spot? Like, what, what is it that satisfies you? Yeah. Because the government today has their own version of justice that you're getting beat up on. They would say justice, and you're saying, no, that's not just. So here's the question. By what standard? That's right. What's the standard of justice? I say God's word, Amen. God's law. And that's what ultimately brings, besides the gospel changing our hearts, the actual societal harmony people are looking for. So there you go, y'all. That's right. That's Marcus Pittman. That's Ivy Connerly. That's the bear. That's the girl. And um, there's another episode of Apologia Radio under wraps. Pray for us, please. As I drive. Pray for Pray for the people on the roads. Pray for Ivy <laughs> as he drives with Marcus this week. Yes, please. Pray I'm for the studio. Pray for the production. Please give to we the got an Amazon wish list. Yes. Please give to the life and work of Apologia Studios. You can do so by going to apologiaradio.com. You can give there, donate to our ministry so we can prepare to bring the gospel into the world proclamation and defense of the gospel be back guys next week do us a favor this week join with us by grabbing your favorite episode share it in your social media we'll catch you guys next week
This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. I want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family-integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road and Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at apologiachurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory!